Welcome to the Weekly Investment Outlook podcast from Deutsche Bank's Private Bank, looking at the most important issues for investors in the week ahead. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening in to our Weekly Investment Outlook podcast. I'm Melissa von Andrat, Head of Communications for Private Bank Central Europe and US. Today is Friday, the 15th of December, and for the last podcast of 2023, I have the pleasure to talk to Christian Nolting, our Global Chief Investment Officer. Christian, last time we spoke, you were about to publish the outlook for 2024. Now that's out and we're approaching the holiday season. Are you in the holiday spirit yet, Christian? Not at all, I have to say, Melissa. There's still so much things to be done, so it feels quite far away, but that's normal in December, and I think we all know this a little bit. Indeed. Okay, well, let's jump straight into the obvious uh, first chapter for today, the central bank decisions of the week. And I think it's fair to say that they were in line with expectations, and also Powell confirmed that rate hikes were no longer the committee's base case scenario. At this stage, I guess what we really all want to know is when the first cuts can be expected. Christian, what's what are your key takeaways, first of all? And maybe, yeah. you know, you can share a glimpse of any hints uh, of expected rate cuts in 2024. Yeah, I think we need to really differentiate a little bit between the central banks, especially like the Fed and the ECB. So I felt the ECB was quite dovish and maybe more dovish than the market expected. Uh, they had a lot of... Uh, obviously discussion on, on rate cuts um, in 2024. Uh, as our uh, hearers and listeners know, we do expect rate cuts in 2024 in the market as well. So I think it was not really a surprise to the market, but maybe the dovishness was. Um, nevertheless, let's not forget, they also said they need to watch inflation. So any uh, substantial uptick uh, on inflation would also lead to a different uh, outcome. And I think that's something they have to mention. The ECB I found was more hawkish because Mrs. Lagarde said in the press conference, they did not even discuss rate cuts. So see the difference to the Fed. Uh, and that by the way, was also then uh, reflected in the currency. If you get your dollar first, I think you could see when the Fed statement came out, the Euro got stronger because the Fed was more dovish. And then when the ECB came out, the Euro went stronger again because the ECB was probably a bit more hawkish than expected. So I think that gives us a glimpse for 2024, which probably could create a bit more volatility also coming from the central bank side. Now to answer your question uh, on rate cuts, I think that's a very important one. Um, I think the timing, honestly, Minister, yes, is very important, but is not everything. I think the extent of rates cuts is very, very important. From my point of view, the market is probably expecting too many rate cuts. We do still think that inflation is quite sticky. If you look, for example, at the ECB forecast now, they also do expect inflation not to be back to target by 25, slightly above 2.1 they forecast. So I would be a bit surprised if they really do five, six cuts next year, only in case of a recession, then yes, but that's not our base case. Um, I think it's rather three. And uh, we should not, if you look at timing, forget that, of course, the Fed normally does not want to be seen as trying to influence elections in November. In the US, we have presidential elections, as everyone knows. So I think if they do something, they want to maybe do it a bit earlier, maybe a bit earlier than ECB. That's what you can maybe read here as well. But we need to see the development of the data. More important, and again, to repeat this, is the extent of the cuts and here we do think it's probably the same on the ECB and the Fed side, three cuts. And we have not changed our view there, although the market is pricing in more 
but I think mm. the market is a bit too complacent on this. Indeed. Very curious to see how this plays out. Um, let's move to China for a moment as the PBOC sends a powerful stimulus message to investors, handing commercial commercial lenders a, a record amount of liquidity via one-year loans. Can you elaborate a bit on this step, Christian? Yeah, I think uh, I think it's positive news. Uh, and what I also like is that it's a step-by-step approach because if you do too much, then you would have a substantial debt discussion. Uh, and also, if you look uh, at the markets, uh, when China came up with a budget deficit of 3% of GDP in 24, we saw markets coming down a little bit from the gains they had seen of this announcement. But overall, they were still positive, right? And I think you need to solve this, but step by step, I think that makes sense. And that's why we would say if you see further steps, which I think are necessary, that's seen positive by the market, but you cannot solve everything at one go. That would also be not, let's call it capital efficient. So mm -hmm. I think uh, the step-by-step -step approach makes a lot of sense to me. And in general, markets were positive about this. So that's good news that we have talked about some steps to be coming, but uh, we need to see them executed. And I think that's what the market is waiting for also in the next weeks, that there's more to come. If not, probably then you see markets coming down again. But I think the pattern is something which is appreciated from our point of view. Understood. Now, to wrap this up, we are approaching the end of a busy year for markets, and we also look ahead at 2024. Now, the CIO Outlook publication is all about finding growth. Now, Christian, where will we, from your perspective, find growth in 2024? <laughs> Yeah, I think, again, that's a very, very important question you need to ask yourself as an investor. And that's why we really point to that in our outlook. Uh, as we do forecast, for example, for the US, for Europe, positive but relatively low growth. Uh, and by the way, the central banks in their outlook are or forecast on growth are in the same direction. So I'm glad that this is the case, that we are obviously in agreement there. Uh, and that means for investors that we need to find those areas, sectors, say, patterns of growth. Um, and there, I think the market will reward this. That's exactly what we have been seeing in 23. And I think no, no doubt this will continue into 24 and maybe onwards as well. So I think looking at the right sectors where you find growth, which is, for example, communication, which is probably also financials, uh, but it's also topics, again, that all needs to fit to the uh, risk, profile, uh, risk profile of the investors, obviously. But having said this, so artificial intelligence continue to growth, cybersecurity, their investments. And maybe one thing I want to mention as well, which is probably, I wouldn't say controversial, but I heard some different feedback on this is also the ESG sector performance there. So clean energy was not the best performance, for sure not this year. But if you look, for example, Melissa, at the uh, MSCI World ESG leaders, that has outperformed the MSCI World. Not sure everyone has seen this, but MSCI leaders is plus 21.5, so nice performance. MSCI World is also plus 20.2, so it's literally the same, but there's a slight outperformance. And I think that's where you also see growth. And I would say there are still further investments to come. We just uh, closed on the COP in Dubai. And I think that was confirmed. So there's for us also an area of growth, which I found very interesting. And sorry to talk so long, but these are not small indices, right? Everyone probably knows the MSCI world. I just checked it has a market cap of roughly $66 trillion. But if you look at the MSCI world ESG leaders, it's not a small index. It's 
32.8 trillion dollars so it's half of it you can say or even less but still if you look at the absolute amount is a massive massive market cap involved there so that's something i think we shouldn't forget to look as well that's very interesting indeed thanks a lot christian and just adding a note for anyone who would like to have a look at the 2024 outlook publication you can do that on deutschewealth.com and I think that's a very good end, uh, a, a very good note to end this on. And I thank you, Christian, for your insights today and uh, throughout 2023. Thank you for very good questions, Melissa. <laughs> You're very, very welcome. And dear listeners, this was the last edition of our weekly investment outlook podcast, at least for this year. And I wish you a very happy holidays and bye for now. In Europe, Middle East and Africa, as well as in Asia Pacific, this podcast may be considered marketing material, but this is not the case in the US. No assurance can be given that any forecast or target can be achieved. Forecasts are based on assumptions, estimates, opinions and hypothetical models which may prove to be incorrect. Past performance is not indicative of future returns. Performance refers to a nominal value based on price gains and losses and does not take into account inflation. Inflation will have a negative impact on the purchasing power of this nominal monetary value. Depending on the current level of inflation, this may lead to a real loss in value, even if the nominal performance of the investment is positive. Investments come with risk. The value of an investment can fall as well as rise, and you might not get back the amount originally invested at any point in time. Your capital may be at risk. The services described in this podcast are provided by Deutsche Bank AG or by its subsidiaries and or affiliates in accordance with appropriate local legislation and regulation. Deutsche Bank AG is subject to comprehensive supervision by the European Central Bank, by Germany's Federal Financial Supervisory Authority and by Germany's Central Bank. Brokerage services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated a broker-dealer and registered investment advisor which conducts investment banking and securities activities in the United States. Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated is a member of FINRA, NYSE and SIPC. Lending and banking services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Trust Company Americas, member FDIC and other members of the Deutsche Bank Group. The products, services, information and or materials referred to within this podcast may not be available for residents of certain jurisdictions. Copyright 2023, Deutsche Bank AG and or its subsidiaries. All rights reserved. This podcast may not be used, reproduced, copied or modified without the written consent of Deutsche Bank AG.